0: All of us are acutely aware of the solemnity of living with MBC. On this podcast, we often talk about difficult subjects, and grief, fear, and sorrow are not strangers to us. This season, we would like to introduce a new segment on the pod, Think Joy Thursday. This is not about the bells, whistles, and confetti kind of joy, but rather a reminder to us all that even in the darkest of times, There can be true joy and hope. I'm Dar, the self proclaimed Queen of Joy. I'm living with NBC and have made having joy and sharing joy my mission in life. Join with me every second Thursday as we string together the everyday moments of life that have lightened our hearts and made us smile. Let's use that joy to lift up each other during the difficult times and shine light into the sometimes dark corners of life with MBC. Life's tough. Let's add a bit of joy. Today on Think Joy Thursday, I'd like to talk with you about perspective and why it's important in your quest to attain joy. Perspective is defined as a particular way of observing or considering something. Actually, it's just a state of mind. Have you ever gotten down on the floor to play with a small child? The world around you suddenly looks very different. You see lots of shoes and legs and can hear people talking but really can't see who's talking. It's actually a bit scary. Or have you ever watched two TV news shows reporting on the exact same current event, but with widely differing stories? These are examples of perspective at work. Several years ago, I was describing a great idea I had for a camping vacation to my new husband. I recalled playing hide-and-seek in the woods, sharing lots of laughs while sitting by the campfire, and tons and tons of marshmallows. These idyllic summer days camping with my family had formed some of my greatest memories as a child and young adult. I shared these stories with my husband, extolling my memories of complete freedom and loads of fun while hanging out in nature. I was amazed when he didn't respond enthusiastically to my holiday plans. My husband is from New York City. And his childhood memories certainly didn't involve a tent in the middle of the woods. I had completely failed to consider his perspective as a city boy. What I viewed as a glorious adventure sounded like pure torture to him. That's how perspective works. You have the exact same set of circumstances and very different reactions from each person involved. But it's important to note that you can learn to choose your perspective. Choosing the way you look at the world is a major key in having a joyful life. Let's try this experiment to see how we can put perspective to work. Imagine you're driving down the road and traffic comes to an abrupt halt. What do you do? Well, if you're like many people, I imagine you might become frustrated after a few minutes and start muttering under your breath or maybe even out loud, about how awful all this is. As the minutes tick by, you probably get more and more frustrated so that when the traffic finally does start to move, you're completely agitated and it ends up affecting your mood for the entire day. Doesn't sound too joyful, does it? Now let's see how you can use perspective to add some joy to this scenario. This time, traffic is still going to stop, but instead of immediately getting frustrated, take a minute to think of how you can change the way you look at the situation. Maybe turn up your music and sing out loud at the top of your lungs, or put on a favorite audiobook or podcast like RMBC Life, and get some unexpected me time. Once the traffic starts moving, You'll be relaxed, refreshed, and still have your joy. That's how perspective works. In order to consistently have joy in your life, you must change the way you view the big and small negatives you encounter. Do you have any seemingly small irritants that send you right over the edge? Maybe it's someone you know that's always late for appointments, or it could be the sound of a dripping faucet. These are small things, but when you start to really focus on them, they end up becoming a huge issue for you. This can be solved often as easily as changing your perspective. It can be as simple as redirecting yourself to feel badly for that friend who's always late. She must have to apologize all the time. Or think of some things you're grateful for and repeat them In time with the sound of the dripping faucet. When I'm confronted with these small negatives, I always ask myself, will this matter a day, a week, or a year from now? Reducing the irritant's importance helps to shift my perspective and reclaim my joy. I'd like to share a recent example of how I've changed the way I view an irritant in my life. Many of us with NBC cringe as October arrives with all its pink washing. We are bombarded with opportunities to purchase pink merchandise and donate to, quote, breast cancer awareness. Often the retail purchases have little or no financial effect on supporting anything related to breast cancer, but are aimed more to line the retailers' pockets. Generic appeals to donate to breast cancer often have little real effect on the metastatic breast cancer community. Because of this, I had found myself becoming increasingly agitated with Pinktober, and it was stealing my joy. Last year, I was shopping in a chain store, and at the checkout, the cashier brightly asked if I wanted to add a donation for breast cancer. Instead of responding with a curt no, I inquired about what the donation would be used for. The cashier replied, well, breast cancer. I patiently explained my question more fully, asking what charity it was going to. She did not know, but she did call her manager. Not surprisingly, the manager didn't know either. I asked her how they could expect people to make a donation if they don't know where their money is going, and I left in a huff. This encounter ruined my entire day. That evening, I thought about how I could use perspective to turn this around and decided that some form of education would be my solution. I made a short fact sheet about MBC, noting that approximately 30% of those diagnosed with early-stage breast cancer would develop this stage of the disease, and that it would take their life. I included the fact that less than 5% of funds raised for breast cancer research is earmarked for research for MBC patients like myself, even though it is the only breast cancer that takes the lives of more than 41,000 every year. Armed with a copy of this fact sheet, I returned to the store where I had had my earlier encounter. I was able to speak with the manager again to apologize for my brusque attitude and to explain why I was so upset when we had last met. I shared the MDC fact sheet with her and suggested she share it with her staff. I also asked that she find out and inform her employees exactly where the donations they were asking for were going and to tell people this up front when they made their request. She appeared to be interested, asked several questions, and I left feeling better about things. I spent the rest of October distributing my fact sheets when I encountered situations where it was obvious that the individuals I was speaking to knew little or nothing about MBC and or pinkwashing. I no longer got overly agitated in these situations. I had found a way to view this as an opportunity to educate others about MBC and the need for research money. I'm not entirely sure how much of a big picture impact I have made, but this use of perspective has helped restore my joy during Pinktober. Now, right now, I imagine you're saying, I think I can change the way I view those little things, but no way can I change my perspective on the big things in life, such as financial concerns, death of loved ones, or major health issues. Right after I received my MBC diagnosis, I had a very negative perspective on life. When you're experiencing fear or anger, it's difficult to have a joyful perspective. I'd like you to try something with me. Hold your hand right in front of your face. What do you see? You're probably seeing mainly your hand and a little bit of other stuff around the edges. Now, hold your arm out fully. Your hand is now not the main thing you see. It's just a part of the rest of the world around you. I imagine my hand represents my MBC diagnosis. I had become totally focused on this and how unfair it was that I was chosen to have this disease. I didn't want this life. But then I learned that I could hold my MBC at arm's length and choose how I looked at my situation in a different light. I didn't want to live the rest of my life in fear and anger. By shifting my focus from just me, I was able to reframe my thinking and form a new perspective of how my life was going to look. I decided the joy in my heart had suffered enough, and I began to take notice of the world around me and look for things that gave me joy. It could be as simple as observing the changing leaves on the fall trees as I took a walk. A small joy, but a joy nonetheless. Of course, I continued to experience moments of fear and sadness. But as I worked on my perspective, I also began to experience more and more moments of joy. I shifted from I and me to you and us. I realized that I could focus my thoughts on ways to make my life more joyful, ways to give back to others, and ways to share my journey to help others. The more I stopped thinking about how awful everything was and focused on the good in my life, the more I had true joy. I stopped spending my time scanning the internet for tales of how long people had lived with MBC and started spending my time on social media, developing a Facebook group and Instagram page called Choose to Live with Joy, which not only gave me a chance to share joy, but nurtures my own joy through the wonderful online community that's been built. I've learned to take time to feed my inner self, so I'm better equipped to expand my world to focus on others. I have a quiet me time every morning to journal, meditate, and read. This has led me to explore creativity by learning how to watercolor, which in turn has given me a chance to show gratitude to others by painting cards for special occasions, encouragement, and thanks to my friends and family. And that has generated additional joy right back to me when they express their gratitude. I've also taken it even a step further to focus on my community by creating note cards that I've sold to support a local breast cancer charity. Every step I have taken has opened a new door to more joy and a richer life than I had had before. I'd like to leave you with a few tips that I use to help me when I'm confronted with challenging events. These tips don't always work immediately, but they may at least help you take steps towards shifting your perspective. First, reach out for help. Seek out those relationships that let you be free with your emotions. Support groups and individual therapy are great for this also. Second is as simple as setting a timer. When life is tough, allow yourself to feel the heaviness in your heart but only for 20 minutes. When the timer goes off, pick yourself up, shake yourself out, and head into your day with a new, lighter perspective. Now it's time to move your body. Even five minutes of walking, stretching, or dancing will energize not just your body, but your outlook. And finally, let your joy sparkle, even if you have to fake it. When you meet another person, smile with your mouth, eyes, and heart. The responses you get will certainly change your perspective on the day. Perspective has given me a life I would never have dreamed of four years ago. It's taken me from anger, sadness, trauma, and loss to a life filled with growth, freedom, and limitless joy. Let me leave you with a quote from Joni Erickson Tada. Perspective is everything when you are experiencing the challenges of life. Perspective has been the key that opened the lock on the door for joy to me. I encourage you to take some time with yourself. Begin taking steps to shift your perspective and unlock the door to your joy. Now go. Have a joyful day. We hope you enjoyed today's Think Joy Thursday. We would like to invite you to join our NBC Life group on Facebook. This episode was written and produced by me, Dar Finkelstein. A special thanks for today's episode goes to associate producer Connor Kinsley for original music and sound design. And our executive producer, Christine Benjamin, Vice President of Patient Support and Education at Share Cancer Support. You can find more episodes of Our NBC Life wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. Check out our blog and full episode notes on our website at ourmbclife.org. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at our MBC live.